fucking day, yes, but. Yay! Yeah. Welcome! Hey. How the fuck are we doing? We're, In these we're quarantines. Here. You know, we're doing the best that we can. Um, Hell yeah. We really are. This is a subdued opening because I think this, I think one way you can sum up the French mistake is subdued, not crazy. Whoa, whoa, okay, wait, pause, 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 pause. Okay, let's, uh, let's start over. Okay. okay. New claps? No, no new claps. Okay. I'll be louder this time. How about that? Okay. Thanks, thanks, Benji. Welcome to Yes, but Yeah, Woo! we're here. Okay. Home of the ass yeah. butts. All the ass butts. Full ass. No half ass here at Hey Ass Butt. All the ass. All the time. And then sometimes a quarter ass <laughs> as a treat. Yeah. One quarter ass. One How quarter much of your ass. body is one quarter of an ass? A pound of flesh. It's... <laughs> one quarter of my ass is one whole ass on a cat. Uh, or a dog. Uh... I've been watching if a lot. You of weigh them. four pounds. A pound of flesh is a quarter of your ass, I guess. <laughs> That's fair. I've been watching. It's, well, a lot it's of... how much the ass weighs. I think, like, if the ass weighs four pounds. Yeah. How much you does a human saying? ass weigh? That is a great question, Doctor Google. <laughs> Somebody ask their phone that. I'm not doing that. I I does saw a TikTok a... about uh, this guy who his like. He'd, he's like been doing this like uh, some somehow his doctors connect with him through an app or whatever because of these quarantines and so they sent a nurse to his house because of uh, sudden weight loss mm-hmm. and his sudden weight loss was because he had had a leg removed <laughs> holy oh my shit God. <laughs> so it was like according to his previous medical record yeah he lost like a hundred pounds but <laughs> yeah. he said he walked out the door and talked to he like he let the nurse in and then he looked at the nurse and he says, Where do you think that weight went? <laughs> <laughs> in the garbage, my good friend. Yeah. That's yeah. what happens to legs. Some people they put don't them in see colors, some people don't see appendages. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm just not racist in that way. I don't mm. see arms. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of uh, Wooly Versus slash uh, Super Best Friends Play or The Remnants of and Wooly has been pushing a thing and if you want to figure out what that thing is, just go to the subreddit of Two Best Friends Play. It's what's currently uh, all over it. But the thing that he's saying that it is that it costs is a either a pound of flesh or 40 acres and a mule so that'll give oh, you God. somewhat of what he's talking about but that's where the pound of flesh reference on my part came from and God also that. because Ari here has been watching a shit ton of Hannibal right? yeah I have yes okay that's sorry funny. also I, I went ahead and I looked up how much an ass weighs on, I asked Dr. Google and I found this men's health article and apparently most men like vaguely their body parts weigh the same uh-huh. and I just want to point out that your a man's kidneys and probably a woman's as well are a half pound equivalent of a small chili at Wendy's 
everything. Like we didn't know your heart. Your heart is a quarter pound. Also, you know what else is a quarter pound? A, quarter a Burger pound. King double whopper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what else is a quarter pound? A quarter pounder from McDonald's. You yeah. you really could your pancreas? About 28 sugar packets. I'm so amused at the fact that they were like, we have to, we have to, um, g- get equivalent so people know what we're talking about, sir. They oh, <laughs> came up with their own I, exchange weight thing for fucking, oh god. Yeah. My answer to how much does an ass weigh was gonna be about as much as a donkey. Uh, <laughs> son of a bitch. I love that. <laughs> It's probably the depression. Did Ben write that joke? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yes, I want to talk about Hannibal now. Um, guys, the show is so good. Yeah, it is perfect. I love it. Um, I should have watched it when it came out. I was um, just say it came out a while ago. Is it like over now? Did they like uh, end it? It got canceled after three seasons because Brian Fuller sh- shows do not. Do I, not stay. <laughs> They're fleeting. Who can't have a show last more than three seasons? I think I remember. I've heard that reference somewhere. It may have been Community. It may have been Reddit. I don't know. He's so Brian Fuller is the guy who did um, every every single one of his TV shows that I've seen. I just lose myself because they're amazing so Pushing Daisies is oh okay one of his that also was tragically you know only two seasons um and then uh Dead Like Me also a really great show also only two seasons that's where like it's basically about like you know Reapers but it takes it in a more like black comedy direction hmm <clears throat> where it's like it's like a nine to five to them, right? Um, and then Hannibal and uh, Hannibal oh, he is did, he did uh, Deep Space Nine. Yes, okay, his one show that's lasted <laughs> for, for, because Star Trek. Yeah, I also think he had a hand in Discovery as well, and again, mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek. So, but he's probably like my favorite. Um, TV showrunner. Yeah, like uh, he's, got, he's got a pretty good looking track record. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen a show of his and not like enjoyed every aspect of it. Oh, we also um, did Heroes. Oh, I haven't seen Heroes. Neither did anyone okay. else. Yeah, that's part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the issue. I mean, it was a very fine show from what I saw, like, you know, in meme form. Um, but Hannibal's great. It's... Ah, uh, God, okay. So, I went ahead and looked up how Hannibal ends, because I'm not going to get that invested in a television show in that got canceled early. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I will go ahead and say this without spoiling anything in case anybody wants to watch it. Uh, it has to what I find to be an acceptable ending. Okay. Right. Obviously I would have loved to seen a season four. It, you know, I don't like the fact that like 
So basically it got canceled after the third season was already completely filmed. Uh, um, so they couldn't like tack on an ending like they did with Pushing Daisies. Like if you watch the end of Pushing Daisies, it's got an end. Like they, they talk about it in the show and everything, okay. you know, the narrator comes on and is just like, this is the end, but the endings are just new beginnings, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> um, the, uh, the ending to Hannibal is not like that. But it's still... It's, it's still fine. acceptable. It's acceptable. It's like, I looked up what it was, and I was just like, okay, yeah, it's possible that these characters are just like, this is how this is how it has to be. I've talked before yeah. on, the sh- on the podcast how my favorite endings are the types of endings where it's like, with these characters, who they are and the choices they made the ending is inevitable in a sense. It feels like it right. couldn't have ended any other way. I think Cowboy Bebop has that type of ending. Um, well, that's, that's interesting because you've said that you won't watch Breaking Bad for that reason. Well, I don't want to watch Breaking Bad because not because I can't predict the ending, but because it. I just know the story and it's not my story. Okay. Like, it's, it's not the type type of story that I want to watch necessarily. I gotcha. I feel you. Breaking yeah. Bad has one of those endings where I thought I knew how it was going to end. I mm-hmm. did enjoy the ending because I watched. I don't remember how many seasons it is, but I watched like five, like very it's, close. It, it, it's five seasons long. Yeah. Yeah, I watched like four and three quarters. Like I only had like about half of the season left. Okay. And I talked with our friend Tom, and I was like, look, I never I never finished the show. And he was like, he's one of those people that either he loves something or he hates something. And he hates yeah. it like full dick. Hates hates it completely and as much as anybody should. And he talked it up a whole bunch, and I eventually finished it. It does have one of my favorite endings to a show, mm-hmm. but the fucking middle of the show, it, it just... It's, it gets rough. It's rough in that no one's really likable, and the one person that is just gets constantly shit on. Uh, Are you talking about <laughs> most of season four? I'm talking about <laughs> the fucking show in its entirety, and then yeah. what happens with Jesse. Now, mm, yeah. El Camino is what made me like the show again. Okay. okay. Also, but, um, sorry. Sorry, Ben. Yeah. Uh, also... Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> I thought you were saying go on, and I was like, okay, I'm going to finish my thought. No, Ben, yeah. you go, you go. It, like, El Camino is the, is the ending that that show deserved. It by no way at all excuses what the fuck the show does. Um, but, yeah, that's all I have to say about Breaking Bad, mainly because I feel very, eh, about the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to go back real quick. When I say the ending feels inevitable based on the characters and those choices, I don't mean that I want to be able to predict the ending, but when we get to the end oh, okay. of any story, I want to be, like a good twist, I want to be able to look back and be like, of course. Yeah. Of gotcha. course it had right. to happen this way. Yeah. It's too perfect. It- and... Um, all this to say that the ending of season one of Hannibal is perfect. Nice. It's, I mean, it's, it's perfect. And I loved it. 
I loved it so much. And if you haven't seen Hannibal and you don't mind body horror, um, then I would h- highly recommend giving it well, a try. And also, in general, like Mads, Mads Michelson is just absolutely lovely. Yeah. No, he is. He is a treat, and I could watch him. Honestly, if they just did it like a cooking show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember people on Tumblr talking about that when the show was airing. I saw a Tumblr post about Hannibal, like, way, way, way before I ever watched it, a couple years back, and it made me die, just to, because, okay, so basically, um, a Hannibal fan got a message in their inbox saying that uh, the ship between Will Graham and Hannibal is problematic because of the age difference. (laughs) <laughs> and the person who got that message was like is that the only problem oh my god i think i remember seeing that too <laughs> they're cannibals <laughs> i think the problem between that ship is the fact that they both tried to kill each other <laughs> i feel like that's the problematic element man but if that doesn't sum up anti-shippers to a t <laughs> <laughs> it's like comically missing the point um, are the mud eggs okay? The, the what? Oh, it was a it's a new <laughs> Facebook thing I saw today. Because you know you've got the are the heteros okay? Uh, oh yeah. Are the monogamous okay? I think is what it was called, <laughs> which I find hilarious. Just because it's a little bit of problems on both sides of that one, but it's still hilarious to me. Uh, we're not we're not okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one is. <laughs> No one's okay. Everything's but terrible. The heteros aren't to, okay. The homos aren't okay. To go back to the Mads Michelson. Is that his name? Michelson? Michelson? Yes. Um, I think yeah. it's Michelson. I say Michelson. It looks Do you like that. Kojima's best friend? Yes. I. That's that's what I was getting at. I really think that oh, he, Hideo Kojima and Norman Reedus, if not just Mads and Norman, I think they should have a cooking show. I think that would be Oh, hilarious. man. I would... Like absolutely watch it. Norman Reedus preparing like a barbecue for Mads or like Mads like preparing something incredibly garish and just crazy. You know, like an edible Fabergé egg or something. Just something like <laughs> crazy and out there. Just crazy would... expensive. You know, just to have a cool like um not duality I think is what I'm thinking of when it comes to food. Yeah. And then them, like, that coming contrast together. Yeah. Between, like, home-cooked, you know, I mean, barbecue, that's so, like... Southern. Southern yeah. comfort food, and mm. Southern comfort food is usually a little, like, um, you know... Basic. <clears throat> basic, but yeah, just delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And it, Southern comfort food is not, like, high-class Oh, God, food. no. Um... It's, but that's what makes it so, so good. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, yeah. you know, that contrast. I wonder if my, Mads Michelson can cook in real life. Now. Well, I was actually going to go into this. I know it, for a fact in one of the episodes, there's like, he's doing kind of like a hibachi thing. Mm-hmm. And he does that thing where he like throws the egg and cracks it on the spatula into the pan. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And they when they filmed that it only took they the the producers thought it was going to take like all day to film that scene yeah but Mads Michelson went and like practiced for like a month before they filmed it 
and he got it in like three takes. Hell That's yeah. or amazing. or something like that. Something crazy like that. Like they filmed it super fast when they thought it was going to take all day because he went and like practiced doing the hibachi shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you ever find a reason to like practice that, may as well. I mean, it's a skill that seems like it's good for like when you have somebody over for like a date or something. Uh-huh. Or like it, a breakfast situation. Yeah. Honestly. Wink, wink, wink. Having a date where you cook for someone <clears throat> is already the most romantic shit on the planet. And I or say that sexiest. as someone who cooks for my girlfriend literally all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but you're right, though. Like, I mean, maybe not on a first date because, I don't know. I wouldn't want to have I'd a first date and be like, like, come over. Yeah, it, it's like definitely... Between between like five and ten, date yeah. five and ten territory. Yeah, I was gonna say like maybe after the first month. Yeah. Of, um, of dating, depending on how often you guys see each other, but yeah, bringing over somebody and cooking for them is so hot. Or it going is... to their house and cooking for them. Ooh, yeah, also just... very sexy. Yeah. yeah. Just cooking in general. Mm-hmm. Cooking is a sexy thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like. It's figure out what is a dish that they like or what is something akin to something that they like. Yeah. Uh, something they've never tried before. Yeah. Tread lightly with that, though. Oh, God. Well, yeah. don't, don't get too don't crazy. Don't get too crazy. <laughs> yeah, don't make sushi for someone if you don't know there's, how to do it. Yeah, there's experimental and then there's like, uh, are, you, are you expecting me to eat this live octopus? Because absolutely <laughs> not. Abs- no, sir. Yeah. Everything I put in my mouth better be dead. Yeah, my homemade foie gras is amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but this show is definitely making me want to, uh, you know, cook cook some people. Oh, yeah. So I, I've had a lot of real, like, cooking bugs lately. Yeah. God, yeah, I feel that. Especially, like, I, I've been... Um, because I'm moving soon, I've been looking for jobs in the area, and one of the things I can always get a job at is cooking. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking at, like, cooking jobs up here, and, like, I've got my knife bag, and I'm gonna take it to a place and get all my knives sharpened, and... Hell yeah. Yeah, and I've been just, like, really, really into cooking stuff lately. Man, I feel that. I've been watching a lot of videos with Bill Hader end them on YouTube, and I've also been watching oh, yeah? a lot of videos on how to make sourdough bread, so one of those are getting nice. made in my kitchen. <laughs> You're gonna make Bill Hader in your kitchen? I'm gonna try, goddamn. You know human, human transmutation <laughs> is outlawed in the rules of alchemy. <laughs> I'd like to see them stop me in the outlaws, the out, like the fucking outskirts of Hartzell. They'll never fight me. <laughs> they won't. You know what's something that I've been thinking about? What's that? Um, why I don't ship Destiel. Yeah, it's not. Like oh yeah, you, you, you sent us that question a couple yeah. of days ago. Yeah, because I don't. Of the night. <laughs> I did. Look, I have, I have thoughts that keep me up at night. Be gone, I guess it, <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it just comes down to I just don't get why I don't ship it. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's nothing like, I just don't. And I don't know if it's just because, like, 
it's the most popular ship in the fandom and that turns me off from it or if I just don't like the characters together enough, but I just it's just not to my taste. Hmm. Yeah. And um I was wondering mostly what Travis thought cuz Ben I already know that you're just not a Destiel shipper. I I don't ship it because and I'm going to restate it again. I don't ship it because the same reason I don't ship like the incest stuff because it it kind of feels like Dean you think their and relationship Cass, they're they're too close they're too brotherly they're, yeah they're like it would still feel that way like it's kind of like the Harry Ron Hermione thing mm-hmm. like it makes more sense to me that Ron and Hermione are together than Hermione and Harry just because they're too close and it feels Man, I'm too... I'm so glad you just said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, I've always liked the fact that Ron and Hermione bickered together. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I always they're, got they're, the idea They're an that odd couple. They are an odd couple, but I always liked the fact that, like, Hermione is a know-it-all. Yeah. And sometimes she... I like that Ron was always willing to engage her in debate, you know, in, oh, in yeah. arguments and stuff, when no one else was, when yeah. everyone else was just like, oh, Hermione's just at it again. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, <laughs> it would be like Hermione would make like, like, I could imagine a situation where Hermione is just like, makes some like crazy claim that's absolutely true because she's done her research <laughs> and <clears throat> but to everyone else it sounds insane and everybody's just like uh, whatever Hermione you're just a know-it-all and then yeah, Ron's Hermione like says wait a minute like, Hermione says something like movies have a five-act structure <laughs> yes. and, <laughs> and, then and Ron, Ron is like no like, they don't they've got three X structures <laughs> <laughs> and then Ron's like, wait, what's a movie? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but we started this talking about Destiel. Yeah, yeah no, yes. I think that's totally valid. And obviously a lot of people disagree with you on the nature of their relationship. But, you know, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. I, I get it, too. Because ship and let ship, I guess. Mm. But... I don't know. I, I guess I haven't... I don't know if I've seen enough of the show to, like, really get it, but, mm-hmm. like... Really, I, I mean, I understand why people ship Destiel just because that's what people are gonna do. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't have any feelings towards it one way or another. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty neutral on the whole Destiel thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that is, like... I'm not as angrily against it as I used to be, but like, if it pops up, I'm not as angry about it, but it still feels kind of out of left field, and it's not that it's a non-heteronormative ship, mm-hmm. it's just that it feels weird. It feels that the show doesn't give Cass a whole lot of autonomy, so it feels weird to ship him. Hmm. I, yeah, I can get that. Because it, it um, feels like we're shipping a dog. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, sure. But, I mean, I that's think, the processing I feel. Yeah. yeah. 
I um I guess I just was curious because I actually think I don't think it comes out of nowhere. I think the show pushes for it hard. Now, I do think this is a bit of a chicken and egg situation because so sometimes with um queer baiting in television shows mm-hmm. uh sometimes with queer baiting uh it's not necessarily done on purpose or or rather it is done on purpose but like it's kind of like right out the gate like it's almost as if the writers are like look people are going to shit these two characters anyways we're just going to go ahead and lean into it i'm thinking specifically like sherlock the BBC Sherlock. Oh, right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, even in the first episode, there's so many in-jokes about, like, J- John and Sherlock being together and blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, and, and there's no way that a shipping community was really, like, built up around that. Unless you consider, I guess, the people who ship, like, just have always shipped Holmes and, and Watson, you know, mm-hmm. since the beginning of ships, I guess. I don't know. But, um... Like, I get the feeling that in Supernatural, they were aware of fandom, and they were definitely aware of, like, Wincess before Castiel was introduced. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't feel like they were, like, like, queerbaiting as much, or making a bunch of, like, references to Destiel until the, like, shipping fandom really grew up around it. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think I think the ship came first and then the like heavy queer baiting in the show and the references sort of like started. Yeah. Do you know like, what I'm do you know what I mean? They started leaning into it more to like draw more attention. Yeah. Um and yeah. that might and I might be totally wrong. Like this might not be on purpose at all. It's just I don't know. It just feels like the supernatural writers lean in a little too hard on it. They do that um, in some things, and then some yeah. things they like just stick a toe in to kind of like to lean towards a really cool idea, mm-hmm. and then just drop it. Yeah. Hmm. Now that's something for like a few seasons from now, and then a few seasons after that. But yeah. <clears throat> and I want to go ahead and say, like, I don't blame the fandom for Destiel existing. No, they, they I don't blame don't the fandom. No, they don't. And also, well, also, there's just not a whole lot of ire because, like, again, ship and let ship. I don't care what y'all yeah. ship. I just yeah. not a fan. Um, but I also don't blame the fandom for the queer baiting that's in Supernatural. Like, I think that the writers, you know, bait and hook um, a lot of, like, fans who were, like, sort of waiting for that representation. And I think it's kind of on purpose, which is why I think the queer baiting in Supernatural is so insidious. Yeah. Because it's never going to happen, you know? I feel like it's one of those situations where it's like, look, we know, we... We're listen, you know. It's like we're listening to you. We we see what you're saying. Look at look at what we made for you. Yeah, here's you know? here's a guest like, set of every time you know Jensen Ackles and Misha Collins stare at each other for a little too long. <laughs> you know, um, you can say on that set with, or whatever. Like, most any character though, because a lot of the show, yeah. a good chunk of it is just them staring, because Supernatural is just an anime. Yeah, 
That's true. <laughs> they can't have they can't animate all those actions yeah. all those action scenes. Yeah, fuck. I was reading somewhere yesterday that I you know, and this is like eighty seven percent of all statistics are made up on the spot. Uh, sure. Ten percent of all the funds or like the funding for anime go towards animating the eyes. And I feel like oh, yeah. I feel like that's a that that same amount it roughly could translate over to supernatural. Yeah, I mean, chunk. like, but uh, sorry, <laughs> no, you're fine. Like a good chunk of time is just spent on just staring at each other. It's like, what is this softcore porn? Yeah, you, well, it's think... like you. Oh, sorry, you can tell that an anime has run out of budget when it just turns into a slideshow. Yeah, <laughs> right. Hey, some some anime studios just use their budget really, really well. Yeah, you know, Kyoto Animation. Uh, Shaft. Whoever did kill a kill trigger it's trigger. Did uh, kill trigger. A kill? No. Yeah. No. Trigger or shaft. I can't remember. But anyways, great. Either shoots. of those. They both of those studios do really good. Yeah. Um. Real quick, going back to queer baiting and supernatural. I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, and I think the thing that perplexes me the most, as far as it goes, is that. The thing is, is that Supernatural could still commit to their queer representation without confirming Destiel as a couple in the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Mm. And they could do this by just making Dean buy. <laughs> they make a ton of references to it. They make a lot of jokes about it, especially in later seasons. And it just kind of confuses me as to why they don't. Most of the time when shows, like, don't commit to their queer representation... Um, after so much queer baiting, there's, or not, I wouldn't say most of the time, but some of the time, there's usually, like, an outside reason for it, right? Like, you could accuse um, Legend of Korra of having queer baiting, but you could also uh -huh. just be like, they couldn't commit to it because it's a kid's show, it was on Nickelodeon, you know? Right. But the CW doesn't have that expectation. Like, there are a lot of other CW shows that have a lot of queer representation, I don't think the fandom would be against it or there'd be a whole lot of backlash if they just made Dean buy and they've certainly made a ton of references and jokes about it. So I just don't understand why they don't... Why they don't, you know? Well, Supernatural has that problem of not being able to commit to anything for very long. That's valid. And also... <laughs> valid and true. Look at what happened with Family Guy when they tried to make a huge... Not really a huge change, but... A very noticeable change. People very much real. I'm talking, of course, about when they killed Brian off, I think, for like three episodes. Mm. Uh, and people fucking hated it because they saw it for what it was. They saw it as, and I'm not saying, like, announcing Dean's sexuality that way would be the same thing. But yeah. I feel like CW execs are worried about see about other people seeing it as that and misreading it as a way to just garner attention and like get headlines. Right. Um, now I do feel like that if they would commit to one thing throughout the entirety of the show, now would be the time to do it. Now right. Would be the because you've only got like half a season left. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, if you film it and put it in the show, it'll be canon for the rest of forever, and it's the last season, so might as well, like, yeah. let those 
let the let the flood loose or something. Yeah. Just just I've... put it out there. It's not really retconning. It just makes a whole bunch of other stuff that they've already put in the show make make it make sense. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, in a perfect world, I would have had. I guess if I were going to include queer representation with one of the main characters in Supernatural. Um, first of all, I definitely would have explored when we remake the show in 10 to 15 to 20 years, depending on how long <laughs> coronavirus lasts, I definitely would have explored like gender and sexuality and gender fluidity with the angels. And I think Supernatural kind of does that. Yeah. Um, especially, uh, you know, not, uh, they, they attempt. There are solid attempts there, and I don't hate it, but more on that later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I would have probably made one of the characters queer from the beginning, but since that didn't happen, I definitely could see a storyline in, like, I don't know, season 10 or something, or 9, or whatever, you know, one of these seasons where they're just, where they have sort of like a, like a storyline where maybe, you know, there is like a sexual awakening um or something like that and it wouldn't even be retconning because that would that would be the first time it's really come up i guess a lot of a lot of queer people don't you know of a certain generation didn't realize it until they were older you know <clears throat> so yeah it just um i just don't understand why they didn't it's like i mean i do understand i feel like they wanted to have their cake and eat it too yeah. And do you do you feel like it has something to do with the bones of the show? Like, do you think there's a show bible somewhere that's like Sam and Dean are not gay? Like, <laughs> do you think that's possible at all? I mean, uh, or at this point, do you think it's just like just sticking to what they've done for the last fifteen years? The show came out in two thousand and five, so I wonder if that was even like a question that needed to be asked you know what i mean like yeah. the default is just straight in in media and also in the world you know nobody ever comes out as straight or has to reiterate their heterosexuality yeah. to strangers and new uh like when when you move you you don't have to be like hey my name's travis and i'm straight mm. when i get in uh i'm gonna spend the rest of my life um coming out essentially like I had my one big coming out when I was 18 and I told like my close friends and family uh but at the same time I'm gonna spend the rest of my life every new job I have everywhere I move there will be this sort of like you know this sort of expectation that I let people know what my sexuality is yeah I've seen a lot of media on like coming out is not just a one-time thing like yeah, you're, you're perpetually coming out yeah, it's a yep, constant because thing. and mm. and that's because the assumption is unless you say otherwise you are heterosexual mm. and i don't think back in you know 2003 2004 when the show was being developed that would have even even have been a question that needed right. to be answered like sure we're probably gonna make some you know yucks about oh look at how close sam and dean are and you know they go around undercover all the time so they can't just be like we're brothers so people are going to assume we saw that as early in the first season oh yeah absolutely but at the same time the reason why those jokes land 
heavy quotations is mm-hmm. because it's ridiculous to think of them as anything other than straight. Right, yeah. Oh, man. The first, like, <clears throat> one and a half seasons of Scrubs, so fuck, two and a half, I think, are a lot of that. Right. It's, it's a lot of... Because it also started in, like, 2000... Mid-2000s. Um, right. Or, like, early 2000s, somewhere like that. Like 2003, 2005, something. And it's a lot of, like... JD and Turk are married or whatever and right. all kinds of like things where homosexuality and women are like the butt of the joke and it yeah. took it took like two and a half seasons of that to really make the show good <laughs> uh, I mean There's... not make the show good but like for them to grow out of it really like yeah because I rewatched it recently and I was like blown away at what it was like in the early days because what i remember from scrubs are the really cool fun times of like the season two finale and onward but seasons one and two of scrubs are rough man yeah that's that's something i haven't gone back to try and watch in a long time yeah i do it every couple of years and it's one of those things that always hits me differently at my different stages of life Mm-hmm. And this one, this time, Scrubs hit me, like, in a, with a way different feel. When I um, was watching, I mean, when we were rewatching Supernatural for this podcast, and in season, like, three, I think, Dean calls Sam gay because he knows the story of Snow White. Yeah. I, I cannot get over that. But I think when I... Yeah. When I watched it originally, you know, when I was, like, 15, 16, it probably didn't even register as, like, being anything weird. Like, of course, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the mid-2000s, I think, as far as queer representation goes, and I am hardly a scholar of these things, so I'm sure there's, like, you know, like a much better uh, paper, you know, people who have actually, like, studied this. Oh, yeah. But I think a lot of it was like, okay, we can talk about queer people, we can acknowledge that they exist, and they're not, you know, evil. Like, a lot of um, queer representation, like, movies and stuff was, like, you know, the gay villains. You know, that sort of thing. For more on that, watch The Cellular Closet, an excellent documentary. Um, but, you know, they're also not the main characters in anything. They're, if there is a queer character, they're a side character at best. They probably yeah. only show up in, like, you know, one or two very special episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Or though that might have been more of the 90s. Um, there was a lot of, like, you know, you d- relied on the creators coming out and saying that, like, yeah, this character was intended to be gay, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> So it might not even be mentioned in the show or referenced at all. And then if it was talked about, then it usually was the butt of some joke. And those jokes worked because the characters who were being, like, you know, roughed on were, like, um, so heterosexual and straight manly man that they couldn't ever be gay. Yeah. Obviously. You know. Uh, And then, of course, uh, with lesbians, you had a lot of, like... Well, the show's coming back for a sixth season, and we got to drum up, uh, rep, you know, we got to drum up those ratings somehow. So, 
let's go ahead and in the trailer for the season we're gonna have these two female characters make out all right <laughs> good good job everybody yeah rachel's gonna be kissed by somebody but you know of course she's not a lesbian get out of here girl on girl is just hot is that a friend's joke it was a French joke. Okay. <laughs> Which I think is impressive considering the fact that I haven't watched Friends. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was impressive. a pretty good reach. Yeah. And to be fair, I'm never going to. I don't it's, blame you. It's oh, the man. ranch of shows. It, it, it really, really is. is. And I don't like ranch. So. Honestly, Friends was the office before the office was the office. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the show that everyone watched all the time, forever. Mm. Right. Oh, people like rewatch the shit out of Friends, and I'm just yeah, like, still. good. Yeah. Glad Ooh. you have things you enjoy. Not yeah. my cup of tea. There's way better white-based sitcoms. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like I mean, that seventy show. And How I Met Your Mother is even it's better than Friends. Yeah. I de- I definitely prefer How I Met Your Mother to Friends. Yeah. Even though that is also a show about a bunch of white people hanging out in a very diverse city. God, if you just want to make a show about a bunch of white people hanging out, set it in Seattle and call it a day. Don't set it in New York where there are are other people. I've been watching the show Shrill, and it's set in Portland, and it's still more diverse than Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Which is crazy, because it's set in Portland. (laughs) The Pacific Northwest is just mayonnaise on on white bread. Oh, yeah. I think the one show that makes sense for being, like, very, like, undiverse, or lack of diversity, is Cheers, because it takes place in Boston. I'll give it that, yeah. Yeah. Look... Like, if they put, want to make a show about a bunch of white people hanging out, just set it in South Huntsville and call it a day. Yeah, okay? set it, set it mm. in like South Huntsville, set it in fucking <laughs> Iowa, set it in Lawrenceburg, yeah. Tennessee, set it there's yeah. so many places. There's a couple of there's ideas that work. Fuck, set it in Canada. There's a lot of white people in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Set it, set it in, in Italy. Let set it in Denmark. Set in Canada, and it has a more diverse cast. Yeah. All, all we're saying, guys, it's, it's that you got to stop pretending black people don't exist. All right, the '90s, get it together. <laughs> um. Oh man, one of my favorite. I've been rewatching Psych since we did the uh, LSA last nice. month, and Hell one yeah. of my favorite jokes is. Um, I don't remember the context, but Sean and Gus have to, you know, investigate this, like, TV show set or movie show set, or it might even just be a play. I honestly don't remember. But it's, like, the it's set in the 1880s, and Gus is like, why don't you have a black guy play it? And they're like, oh, well, it's set in the 1880s. And he goes, oh, so black people hadn't been invented yet? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, man. That show is full of jokes like that too. It's amazing. it really is, and they they land so well. I lo- I love Psych so much. <sighs> oh man! All right, well, this has been a fun starting conversation. Yeah. Glad we've enjoyed ourselves, uh, everybody. Good job, good yeah, job, Stephen. <laughs> High fives and promotions all around. Yes. Um. Travis. Yeah. This episode is called The French Mistake. The Did French we make a mistake mistake. in watching it? What? 
I said this episode's called The French Mistake. Did we make a mistake in watching it? Uh, you tell us, buddy. You tell us. Oh, oh, I know, I know what happens. Sam and Dean are gonna be. There's like, you know how there's been all these monsters from Greece that have been showing up. Well, this yep. is like, so they're in like, I don't know. Uh, let's spit out a random city like Vancouver. They're in Vancouver. <laughs> they're, they've gone international. They're in Vancouver, and. There is a French cryptid walking around terrorizing the streets of Vancouver. And by the way, Vancouver looks like uh, the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so they're they're trying to stalk this French cryptid in the middle of nowhere, Vancouver. And they they think they have the place. And the only way to uh, like kill the French cryptid is to surprise it. So what they do is they, they track down where it is, and then they jump through a window, but the crypt isn't there. It's just a family eating dinner, and they're like, sorry, my bad. And then they leave. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, mistakes were made. That's all I'm going to say. I'm pretty sure the first mistake happened maybe July... 2017. When did we when did we decide to record this like podcast? June or July 2017. Yeah. <laughs> June or July 2017. It's unclear. Sounds about right. Was it 2017? It was, yeah. We've been wow. working. Well, we've been working on this show. Well, yeah. Uh yeah. wait. Was it 2017 or 2018? No, it was 2017. We cuz we started recording in 20 in in summer 2017. We released on November 2nd. Because wow. that's Supernatural Day. And yeah. so we, we had two months of releasing in 2017, and then we really hit it hard in 2018. Yeah. I think we so, yeah, we've been working movie. on this sh fucking show for three years. Yep. Wow. Just wowzers. Yeah, we'll be hitting our third anniversary in uh, two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Third, third anniversary of recording. All right. Well, and we wouldn't have kept doing it if not for our fans, so fuck you guys. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch this episode. Let's watch it. Man, this this was the best episode of Supernatural ever. Travis, it. What did you I, think this episode was going to be? I <laughs> don't know what I was expecting, but it was not this. Yeah, it wasn't this. I don't know why, but I thought this was supposed to be like a super tragic moment episode where like someone had to make a really hard choice. Wow! And they not left only it really wrong, morally ambiguous whether or not it was right or wrong. Like I don't know why I got that sense from it, but I did, and it, yeah, <laughs> and it was not. Fool nah, that bro, you it's are, just dumb as fuck. Oh yep. man, it was so good. Yep. Mm. I like. Oh man. Normally, at this point, I think I would try to summarize the plot of the episode. But is such a thing even possible? 
You know? I mean, y'all know, if you're listening to this show... Yeah. You know what this episode is. You've probably seen The French Mistake. You've definitely seen The French Mistake. What are you doing? Go watch it right now if you haven't. Actually, even if you have, go watch it again. Go watch it again. To this episode first before watching any episode of Supernatural, much less the first one or this one. Yeah. (laughs) So... Sorry, go on. I I just want to say the general gist of the episode is Raphael is looking for, or like Raphael is about to attack everyone who's been helping Cass, and Balthazar shows up and slams Sam and Dean into an alternate dimension, except, uh uh-oh, the alternate dimension is our world. (laughs) Whoops-a-days. Oh, man. (laughs) And they're actually Jensen and Jared, it's just... (laughs) I it's like. So good. I you. I think I love this episode so much because it is so uniquely supernatural. It really is. Yeah. And the whole time, I just loved Bobby Singer going, "Season six. <laughs> By the way, Bob Bummer's Singer, brother, right? Bob Singer, the actual Bob Singer. Yeah, the actual Bob Singer. Not I love not it. Bobby like Bobby Bobby. Just Bob Singer. Hold on, and I then, actually. <laughs> halfway through the episode, I was like is Eric Kripke going to be in this fucking episode? And he was. I will say, so the guy who played Bob Singer in the episode is not actually Robert Singer. Yeah, I I know. Also, the guy who played Eric Kripke was not Eric Kripke, obviously. But I do think that the woman... They did a really good job on the casting for that guy, though. He looked real similar. But I do think the woman on the phone was Sarah Gamble. I think I'm it like, was. I'm like yeah. 95% sure. And I have to say, every moment with her on the phone was my favorite. Yeah, it was the, really it was great. I think my absolute favorite moment was when Bob Singer, producer, <laughs> was telling Sarah Gamble that uh, Jared and Jensen almost beat an extra to death. Yeah, and she goes, huh? <laughs> I <laughs> just, huh? Okay, like that's a thing they've done. Like that is a thing that the real Jared and Jensen Fatalecki have accidentally done. Just almost beat <laughs> those boys being boys. Yep. Just accidentally beat an extra to death. Uh, oh my god! Uh, I loved when. I love when Bob Singer and Eric Krepke both got shot because it was like it was a metaphor. Oh <laughs> yeah. It was so the best great. metaphor yeah. that's ever been displayed on network television. I like the fact I mean, it was so on the nose it may have just been a meta too. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the fact that um that Misha Collins is dead in this universe. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> was Oh that's man. Dark. Well, and that was the other thing is like the previously on Supernatural, there was like shit about Ruby and all this. And I was like, what is going on? And the whole Ruby connection was that Jared Padalecki is married to um, fuck Genevieve, who played Ruby. Oh, my God. (laughs) If I put in Ruby, too, just... They would, no, okay, never mind. I was like, if what? I put in Ruby 2, then Google will know what I'm talking about. But, uh, no. 
No, they did not know. Okay. <laughs> she she always has a name that I cannot ever pronounce. But mostly because I mean, her name hasn't changed. Genevieve yeah, Cortez. Genevieve oh, yeah, Cortez. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I will say her acting is at the exact same level as it was in season four. So, <laughs> she sounds an acting she's only been in like, like four things, right? Yeah. And, and uh, <clears throat> fucking supernatural being one of them or the last one mm-hmm. she was in a, a show called flash forward she had a recurring uh, role in that show and i'm pretty sure that was like that's like the uh the most that she's done yeah that show is a high concept narrative where a mysterious event has caused nearly everyone on the planet to simultaneously lose consciousness for 137 seconds, during which time people see what appears to be a vision of their own life approximately six months in the future. So. Hmm. Wow, that sounds like a fucking David Cage game. Yeah. Yeah. J- Joseph Fiennes is in it, and John Cho. Hmm. And honestly, this doesn't matter, because who cares? It, it was out for one season. Who who gives a shit? Hmm. Um, That's <clears throat> Let's, uh, so yeah, this, this episode was just a bunch of meta in jokes and I loved every second. Everything about it was delightful. Um, I like the fact that Misha Collins gets killed. I like the fact that, uh, they, they, they just max out the, the, the credit, credit cards, cards before they vamoose back. Yeah. yeah. I well, know. They, they maxed out Sam, uh, they maxed out, uh, Jared's Dean's. Jensen's were yeah, already maxed out. Right. Yeah. I want to know if Jensen Ackles has in his trailer on set a, an aquarium. I feel like that can't be true. No, I feel that, like there's not. I want to know if, if Jared Padalecki has giant, like, uh, Andy Warhol style photos of himself in his house. I feel like that also can't be true. I feel like those were commissioned just for this show, I'd, or just for this episode, I, just because it would be ridiculous. Yeah. But this episode really did have everything. It had Balthazar. Yes. Yeah. It had crazy stuff on... It had... This this episode has everything. Meta commentary, uh, references to the fact that Supernatural is not a very popular show. <laughs> yeah, but it had Bill Murray's fucking brother. It had just a bunch of crazy wackadoo stuff, and I fucking love it. Yeah, I because that's that's my favorite goddamn part of this whole fucking episode is that we could probably watch fucking Caddyshack. For lead shag ass, <laughs> and you know what? I'm calling my goddamn shot. We are watching Caddyshack for the next LSA for my pick. Oh god! <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> That's gonna be. You know what? LSA has already gone off the rails. I mean, we're watching Cats this month, and there's <laughs> there's absolutely no reason to other than I want to. So exactly, that's what I was thinking. It's like we've already. We're, if we're doing Cats, we're doing Caddyshack. Well, we can we can let we'll let you have this one. Hell yeah. Because um, he's big enough and he plays fucking Bob Singer. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, yeah. yeah. I think, I think if I had to run down, like, my top 
favorite moments other than Sarah Gamble's huh which is <laughs> yep. the best part of the episode for me um just the bad bad acting but that Jared and Jensen do oh yeah when they actually try to like go to work See, the thing mm -hmm. is, is that they're playing them... Okay, so in the episode, <laughs> it's Sam and Dean playing Sam and Dean, which you think they would be able to do. Yeah, like, Sam and Dean playing Jensen and Jared playing Sam and Dean. Yeah, that's some real Shakespeare <laughs> shit right there. So, <laughs> I like this, this scene in question. They're just like, uh, action. Uh, how do talking... I, I've forgotten. What do my eyes do? Do they see? I, I loved the uh, when Sam was like kept trying to use his hands. He was like, "What do I do with my hands?" Yes. <laughs> Dean was like, "Don't look at the camera," and Sam's like looking up at the ceiling. Like that's a normal human thing. That's a thing normal people do. I'll equate it like this. Like, have you ever got? Other than, well, yeah, fucking stand-up comedy. You know, like, talking is, like, really easy until you have, like, a room full of people just staring at you. Yeah. Right, yeah. Until you get fucking used to it. Like, we're talking about two dudes that, like, sure, they've done a bunch of shady shit, but they've never had to do it, like, in front of a camera, much less a director yelling at them yeah. and whatnot. And fucking craft services. <laughs> I but. really want to see the implied episode, which is Jared and Jensen in the supernatural universe going around acting like being expected to act like Sam and Dean when they're just actors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, like, oh, yeah. where were Jared and Jensen while all this was happening? I think what I assumed is they basically maybe not like body swapped but like kind of like a light possession kind of thing like they basically their brains and souls or whatever were inside of Jensen and Jared and these people just happen to look like Sam and Dean see I accept that except for the fact that they physically get thrown in and out of the universe, right? Like, Raphael oh, yeah. physically pulls them back. And there's so, no reason to think that Jared Jared Padalecki and, and Jensen Ackles, you know, like, got pulled into the supernatural world, but I like right. to think that that's what happened. And I want to see the episode where it's just the actors you know, in that universe. Like, some sort of, like, Galaxy mm. Quest X -S episode, you know? <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, I would watch the shit how, out of that. How much research have y'all done into multiverse theory? I would say between uh, 0 and 10%. Yeah. And okay. that 10% was done so, mostly drunk. Or on acid. Some very basic multiverse theory is that what creates a universe or a new universe is ostensibly a fork in the road when there is a choice. Oh, okay. Like, you can either choose red or blue. Yeah, we've seen I that community this, episode. I remember this exactly. so's weird episode about this. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that most likely, Disney this universe was only created the moment that it was necessary. 
in that the moment that our or like Sam and Dean from like in the show like needed to like drop into this universe and most likely when they just go back it kind of just stops existing huh is kind of what I think because because we don't see the actor like Sam and Dean like the the ones that were in the show like the ones that would be necessary for that universe to exist I think that it only existed for the time it existed in this episode oh it's like a pocket universe that Balthazar created threw them into I I, I can get behind that this yeah, is all I, a dream. He, he threw them in there just to hide Sam and Dean, not necessarily to, yeah. like, transport them all together. Right. Yeah, it was like a little broom closet of space-time that he used to make this facade for them to exist all in. Alright, I'm into it. I'm, in, I'm into the fact that... I'm into the idea that this universe that we exist in right now is just Balthazar's fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I support that. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Balthazar mm-hmm. is a delight, uh, mm-hmm. as per usual. Is it a coincidence that the best episodes of the season also deal with the Civil War in Heaven? Hmm. 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 It's almost like they should have, like, dealt with it more. Yeah, I'm just rubbing my chin over here, just yeah. questioning, rub questioning my, things. My newly grown facial hair for yeah. this. Let me see if I can get that to I'm also rubbing my facial hair, the little hairs <laughs> I have that I pluck out. Um, this episode yeah is excellent and honestly like it should just it really gets into the fact that like when we're not dealing with you know overarching story stuff then the singular episodes can be really good this season oh absolutely like the previous episode too like there wasn't a whole lot of overarching episodes like season, uh, season stuff it was just a good episode yeah like when we're not I mean this episode obviously like totally existed because of the civil war in heaven but Mm. at the same time you could it's very easy you could just like trim that stuff out and just have Sam and Dean stumble into an alternate universe where they're actors in a television show called Supernatural absolutely Um, or like yeah just have some other angel try to prank them or you know you know, they get pranked by some other kind of creature. Yeah. And now they're in this other universe. Like, it, yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to be framed up with the and uh, the Civil War in Heaven. This It's an idea that we've seen before. Yeah. See, season six is really, like, the parts are better than the sum of its whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this episode, last week's episode, uh, possibly next week's episode, if I'm remembering correctly, um, they all like really just kind of like yeah when you don't get bogged down with well what's going on with all these monsters and who's the mother of all and uh oh all soullessness you know uh then then there's some really good storytelling going on here um when we criticize this season i don't think sarah gamble's a bad showrunner i don't think these writers are poor writers um I just think that, and there could be, like, several reasons as to why this season is the way it is. Like, maybe they didn't know that they were getting a sixth season until it was like, oops, we gotta get this out quickly. Or maybe, you know, there were contract obligations, things like that. But, um, yeah, this episode's really good, and it just kind of highlights the rest, the weaknesses of the season as a whole. Um, 
which is really the only like sh- the only thing I don't like about it. Well, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean it's it's always fun when you see a show take a step back like that and poke fun as at itself. Yeah, and not just the tropes that it has as a show, but like the whole production itself. Right. Yeah, I, I think like yeah, it, it was just a lot of a lot of fun. Like um, the whole you know Misha Collins tweeting everything all the time. That's yeah. a reference to the fact that Misha Collins tweets all the time. He is a very active Twitter user. He is <laughs> as someone who recently followed him, and by recently I mean like three years ago. But still. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he. Uh, I, I I thought that was hilarious. I'm glad that Misha got to use his real voice this episode. Yes, got to give like, those vocal cords a break. Well, and that was another one of those things where they got into the you know the thing, and I was like, "Fucking Misha Collins is going to be here. I know it." Yep. <laughs> like it's going to be Misha Collins going, "What's up, guys? How's it going?" Instead of Sam Dean, like. <laughs> That was a solid <laughs> Collins impression, Travis. I had a claps for that. That was really good. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> That's just what his voice sounds like now in my head. His voice, I do imagine his voice being higher than it actually is. Because his speaking voice is still higher than how he talks in Supernatural. Yeah. But I always think it's like even uh, an upper register from what it, where it is. I, uh, yeah. Another, again, just the exchange between Sam and Dean where Sam's like, so we're on a TV show called supernatural and it's about our (laughs) lives and dean's like who'd want to watch about us and sam goes well not a lot of people do apparently yeah that was fantastic yeah it was great (laughs) it's like oh this is really the show that could just a cult (sighs) classic um yeah season six man season six season six season six (laughs) Uh, I, li- I uh, you know what, I would absolutely watch Octocobra. Yeah, that's a uh, Jared or uh, not Jared Padalecki. That's um, uh, uh, Eric Kripke's new show that he's working on. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I, I would, I would watch it probably over watching um, uh, whatever, whatever the, the other show thing that actually was. came out, yeah, yeah, Revolution, Revo- Revelation, Revolution, something like that. I think that. it was Revolution. Yeah, yeah, Revolution, because it had like the uh, over the O, it had the power. Symbol. Yeah, yeah, um. yeah. Um, yeah, like Octocobra sounds like something that Bruce Campbell would be in, and I am here for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. You know, I was under the impression for all of these years that that was Eric Kripke until you just now told me that it wasn't. But that makes sense. If they got not Bob Singer to play Bob Singer, it makes sense that they would get not Eric Kripke to play Kripke. Yeah, but, like, when you look at pictures of Eric Kripke, they they cast that guy, like, perfect. Perfectly. They, yeah, yeah, he looks real similar. Yeah. 
to the to the point where like I looked at I googled Google image search Eric Kripke and then looked at a picture of him at like a convention and then a picture of him dead on the ground from the episode and I was like how is that not the same guy <laughs> like... it's an actor named Micah help help mm. that's a name right there Micah Hauptman. Yeah. H-A-U-P-T-M-A-N. So, he did a good job. I mean, I... He did. I, for a second, I, I'm with you, Travis. Like, I was like, wait, did they get Eric Cookie to come back to be in this episode? But no, it is not. It is not. <laughs> but yeah, he does. They did a good job. They did a good, good job. So, a little something for the, uh, fans of Supernatural who, if I can quote the recommendation that we have on Facebook, there is no post-Kripke season in Bossing say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, something. So, but he died. Um, he's the first person killed. He did. We are... I, I loved the way he got, like, blown away because yep. he was, like, still walking as he was getting shot. Supernatural is dead. Long live Supernatural. That's that's the message I got. Yeah. <laughs> From there's a new king in town. Her name's Sarah Gamble. God damn it. Right. Yeah. The plot to this episode just does not matter. I mean, who? Nah. Who gives a shit? You know. <laughs> like, I think the. I think the only thing we've kind of glazed over that I would like to talk about is how Cash shows up, or how Misha shows up, rather, where Dane is praying, and he's like, Breaker, Breaker, 1-9, Breaker, Breaker, 1-9. Yeah, yeah. Um, smoky down, Smoky down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he, like, looks over through a prop door and sees Misha Collins in full cast guard. Yeah. And then, like, Dean just walks over and, like, just just vomit, plot vomits all over him and Misha just takes a second takes a breath and goes well you see Dean <laughs> and then like just like just thinks that they're running lines until like Dean's like what the fuck is up with this fucking place we're in and Misha's like what is this are these is this a new version of the script I haven't seen yet because those fucking writers yeah that was oh man <laughs> that was great that's all episodes great like yeah it, it. Oh god. Uh, I also liked how they established that there wasn't like magic in that little universe because they yeah. they like tried to <laughs> they tried to recreate the spell, and that's how they like maxed out the credit cards and stuff. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, I liked the little exchange between uh, Bob Singer and Sarah Gamble where um, they uh, talk about how Kripke can't come in because he's in a cabin somewhere working on the pilot to Octocobra yeah. and Bob Singer goes <laughs> he sold Octocobra? People will spy anything yeah. and uh, you know what I mean considering the fact that Supernatural has run for as long as it has when it was supposed to only go for five seasons yeah I'm pretty sure Eric Kripke could sell ice to the ex Eskimos absolutely you know? I mean <clears throat> if somebody picked up fucking Under the Dome 
for more than three seasons. Yeah. And then repackaged, like, Wayward Pines as the society. Yeah. yeah people will buy any goddamn thing. Oh, as absolutely. A TV show. Especially if it's That's a Stephen we, King thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we need to nut up and write a TV show and make bank. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, maybe one day. Um, maybe I one day. Really, yeah. Just, um, excellent, excellent episode. Um, who, who cares about the plot? I, yeah. I'm just here to see, you know, Jared and Jensen pretend to be Sam and Dean having to pretend <laughs> to be Jared and Jensen. That's all I want. What side characters were you hoping to see? after they crashed through that wall that you didn't get to see. Um, Ooh. Well, Bobby Singer. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would have enjoyed it if he were in this episode. You're not wrong. Like, if Jim Beaver was in this fucking episode, that would have been fucking great. Yeah. Um, I, I did like how they kept it, like, kind of bare bones. But fuck if like Lucifer had shown up. If, yeah, if Mark Pellegrino was just Pell, on set. Yeah. yeah Why is he there? Who gives a fuck? Hi. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. Oh, uh, if Richard Spade. Yeah, Jr. if Richard Spade Jr. Yeah. had been there. Oh yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. I would have liked it if a character who like they cared about but had died had shown up. Ooh. And they had to be like, you're alive, except not really. I'll, maybe I wouldn't have liked that, though, because I think that would have bogged down the episode with unnecessary feelings. And again, that yeah, is not why I'm here. Because so. you know who they would have gone with? Fucking uh, John Winchester Ooh. is who their number one choice would have been well, if they were going to do I that. I was thinking Joe or Ellen when I suggested that. Yeah. Mm, I think that would have been... And when you just said that, I thought of... Um, fuck, I literally just forgot her name. She was in the last episode. It, um, she was in... Oh, uh, Lisa? Lisa, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, just... if, like, Lisa had been there. But that, yeah, that would have bogged it down. That would have been rough. I... I had a thought. Oh, here's my thought. I can't get over the fact that Virgil, the main villain of this episode, looked like Ram Romano. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the first time I saw him, I was like, "Well, everybody loves Virgil." Like I, yeah, I can't, I can't. Okay, yeah. So Virgil is again. The plot of this episode is so thin; it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, Virgil is an angel that is after the weapons of heaven that Balthazar stole in our first, you know, viewing. The first time we met Balthazar, he had stolen these weapons, and. Uh, he thinks that Sam and Dean have the key to the weapons um, and that uh, he has followed them into this universe to try to get it. That's the extra that Sam and Dean almost beat to death. Mm -hmm. um, of course, he's not an extra and he comes back and just, you know, wastes the supernatural crew. Um, yeah. But Sam and Dean are able to... Uh, you know, get back to our world. He's stuck in the 
the the the TV show world where there is no magic, so he has no way of getting home and is probably just like in jail now because he killed four people, I guess. Probably. On the streets of Vancouver. Assuming that that universe yeah. continued to exist once Sam and Dean left it. Right. Mm. Or if Balthazar just wrapped it up in its little pocket universe and wished it out of existence. Yep. Um, which I'm which I'm into. I'm into that theory more and more that I think about it. Yeah. Um, That's one way to make it kind of make sense. I mean, we are talking about a show where there's a civil war in heaven and like a whole bunch of other shit that we have to suspend our disbelief for. It's not that much of a jump to think that like one universe would fizzle out of existence just because why the fuck not? Yeah. Right. I did like with like about Virgil, him being the weapons uh, keeper for heaven, I thought was you know fitting. Like, of course you're gonna send the guy who just got his job fucked up, right? Yeah, because of Balthazar stealing weapons. It's super smart to send him and his dumb little like action movie scenes where like <laughs> you don't even see the guy that comes in through the door. He just blows him a fucking away with yeah. a shotgun. Right. Yeah, that that one faceless extra moment of silence for him um yeah pour one out for the homie i oh my one other gripe with this episode is uh at one point bob singer not bob singer says uh dean kane was like that on lewis and that man was a real actor sir i'm sure yeah. dean kane is a very nice person and i haven't seen lewis but you know what i have seen god's not dead the first one <laughs> and Dean Kane plays an evil atheist in that movie and it is he's like the Ayn Rand style like oh jeez objectivist mm. sociopath stereotype of an atheist right um where like his girlfriend is like I have cancer and he's like well time to wrap this up oh it's, my god it's real bad talking about his dick. so you know uh, I'm sure Dean Cain's very nice in real life but he also played that role in that movie and I don't think he did a very good job so <laughs> I would not say he's a real actor I would say he's probably a nice guy yeah I'm just saying if I ever met Dean Cain I wouldn't be like you're my favorite Superman I would be like you're my least favorite atheist <laughs> oh, damn. in the uh, world even worse than Kevin Sorbo who was also an evil atheist in that movie <laughs> except not really Kevin because Kevin Sorbo you know hated God because God killed his mom <laughs> oh man I saw Kevin Sorbo in an episode of Psych and he played an asshole and I'm like Kevin Sorbo I'm also sure that you're a really nice guy but also go fuck yourself yeah <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so, what did we think of Raphael returning in woman form? Oh, so I actually referenced this in the first part of the episode where they kind yes. of like play with the gender fluidity of the angels. And in a way, mm -hmm. it makes total sense. Like, why would these beings who are just celestial wavelengths, right? What it was, mm -hmm. Casse, in like the, his first major appearance in this season. Um, he's a, uh, a multi-dimensional wavelength of celestial intent. 
Yeah. Yeah, why would something like that have a concept of binary gender? Right. <clears throat> why? Uh, they don't even have, like, a concept of sex. Right, right. yeah. Why yeah, because would... all, all that matters to them is having a vessel to work through. Yeah. Yeah. Why would Raphael care if he was in a man before and is now possessing a woman? Like, mm-hmm. who... All he cares about is, is this vessel going to explode on me? You know? Yeah. Am I going to be able to continue using it to its, like, full functionability? He doesn't... I don't even think Raphael even really considers them, you know, his meat suits to be people. Because no, once he has that not. yes, it's just like, oh, they're gone. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at most, he maybe considers them as, like, vehicles or tools. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I can't imagine that it would be a big deal to the angels and it makes perfect sense and I actually kind of like wish they played with that more or explored that more like does Cass identify as a man in by our standards right like Mm. would he prefer male pronouns if he switched to a female body would he still be like no I am a man in every way that you know matters or makes sense you know um and I think it's a shame that Supernatural doesn't explore that more. I think it would be really interesting if they did. Uh, yeah. But I also don't yeah, expect them to, really. There's something that happens with another character a few seasons from now. Yeah. At, like, the beginning. That I wished... Like, when it happened, when it fucking happened live, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool and interesting. And, like, you know, a way to shake up the show in, like, a pretty easy way. But like we also said earlier, the show can't commit to anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think that, like, I mean, I also kind of like that really the only people who comment on it are, like, Dean. Like, Dean makes a reference to uh, the dude looking like a lady, which, like, ugh, I roll. We get it. Was it it Dean or was it Balthazar? It was Dean. Um, Oh, okay. I made special note because the other angels don't care. Uh, Uh, Balthazar made some kind of comment. Did he? Yeah, it was some kind of, like... Uh, some kind of like housewife comment. Oh, he called. Oh, he called Raphael honey. Yeah, and he yeah. made a reference to her new vessel, mm-hmm. his new vessel. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, there goes my statement. I was gonna say I kind of like the fact that none of the angels seem to like even register because why would they? Uh, mm-hmm. But a- apparently, but uh, of all the angels to notice, I feel like the two that would notice would be definitely Balthazar and probably Gabriel as well. Well, they're also the yeah, most human exactly. of the angels. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, Dean also makes that comment, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I would expect Dean to make it. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. enjoy it. I don't know. So. I figured a better take would be if Dean had made the comment and Balthazar would have been, if he had, like, some offhand comment about the comment, it'd be, like, about how, like, if it was classless or something. T- or tasteless. Not very yeah, tact, exactly. not full of tact or something. I yeah. think that like um, I've always been under the impression that angels, when like even if they're in a vessel, when Cass looks at another angel, he's not seeing that vessel. He's seeing who the angel another really wavelength. is. Oh you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So all the Lovecraftian eyes and whatnot. exactly, and the and the wingspan of the Chrysler Building and blah blah blah. You know. And I've always, I always kind of thought that was the case. So I thought, I think I would have preferred it if Balthazar's just like, it still looks like Raphael to me. I don't, I don't care that Raphael's changed vessels because it doesn't matter. 
Um, That's always been a hilarious like comparison for me. Yeah. That they that they have the wingspan of the Chrysler Building because it's a very thin building. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like sure, it's it's tall as hell, but fuck it, it's it's like a little, it's like a stick bug. I, you know, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do think Cass means height when he says that. Like, it's, it's the length. Yeah. It's like if it was on his, his side. His wixen is that. the length. Just in, Sorry. You know, first processing of it is like, well, they can't get very far. They're like the caterpillar from ants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's two types of, I mean, not really... There's not only two types, but I would say the most, the two most common types of representation you see in media are, and again, this usually happens in fantasy worlds, where it's like, everyone's queer, but nobody comments on it because it's not a big deal, right? Right, um, yeah. And, and then there's the, or like, somebody will be, you know, queer, but nobody comments on it because in that world, mm. there is no homophobia or transphobia, you know, it's just people are just people, right? Yeah. Or there's the representation where it's like they go more down more of the a very special episode route where it's like, all right, this person's queer and it's a thing and we're going to talk about it. Um, Mm -hmm. There's no wrong way. I don't I think people like pit these two types against each other. And I I don't agree with that. Like, I think both types of representation are important because while it gets a little I I don't want every bit of queer representation to be like preachy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of nice to watch media where it's like, yeah, this exists in a world where it doesn't matter that, you know, there's a race of aliens that are gemstones slash lesbians. Yeah. Right? They, in the vein of, like, Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody comments on it, or if they do comment on it, it's not a thing. Like, it's not weird to them. But right. at the same time, we don't exist in that world. It is a thing. Yeah. It does matter. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having you know that very like it's a special episode type of representation where they explore it more or there are or people do make comments on it Um, i feel like the i feel like the the one where it's like no one makes comments on it because it's either something that isn't like remarked upon in the world or it's just not an issue yeah people get a bad taste in their mouth about that because of harry potter yeah and jk rowling announcing that dumbledore was gay well, because that... be, it's a bad example of that, be, but I feel like that's where a lot of people go, where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. they were gay the whole time, but no one talked about it because it didn't matter, or is it just is it just retconning at this point, you know? Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people's problems with JK's work is that... Is that she won't shut what... the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> is that she won't shut, shut the fuck up, and it just feels like retconning some, like... To draw people back to Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I feel like there is a major difference because there is what J.K. Rowling did. Mm-hmm. And then there is, like, like Steven Universe, better examples of where it just doesn't matter. Yeah. But, but it's, it's still, still representative. A, yeah, it's still Because we thin. still have to look at it with the lens that we have as an audience. Right. Hmm. Now, <clears throat> maybe J.K. is trying to guide future content that she doesn't directly control. I think she just likes being in the headlines every once in a while. Yeah, that's also I would say, as far as the Dumbledore being gay thing, when it happened, when when J.K. Rowling was like, oh, Dumbledore's gay, and it made the headlines, 
it was one of those things where it was like, okay, well, it makes sense that he's not, I guess, it's not, like, commented on or referenced upon or Dumbledore never mentions his, like, secret husband or whatever because in the Harry Potter series, he's a teacher. Yeah. You know, why, why would he talk about his, you know, romantic or sex life with his student? It's not really relevant. There um, is also the argument that Harry, uh, the, the, because Harry's the point of view character and he is just not so observant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe Dumbledore, like, had a pride flag <laughs> hanging in his office and Harry just never mentioned it. Uh. But with the um, Fantastic Beast movies and having Dumbledore be a character and the point of view of the Fantastic Beast movie is another adult character then they definitely could have explored Dumbledore's I guess sexuality in a way that was very natural or could have been mm -hmm. natural to the series and then didn't and yeah. the reasons for that are mysterious and we can you know we can have a think on them. Um, let's see. Could it be because uh, the board members of WB are old, straight, white guys who don't actually want to support queer representation? I don't know. It's a mystery to everybody. But, <laughs> well, I guess we'll never know. Um, never, ever. Yeah, but that's the issue that, like, I think people are having now. It's like, okay, you could have explored that in a in a major way with these fantastic beast movies and mm -hmm. but we're not going to how much of that is jk rowling's decision uh, again one can only speculate but yeah yeah it definitely feels in the yeah. case of harry potter it's like okay jk rowling is trying to have a representation cake and eat it too without actually doing anything steven universe is absolutely different from that because oh totally yeah there is no question like ruby and sapphire are together in a romantic mm -hmm. sense you know they kiss each other they get married they talk about how much they love each other all the time uh pearl is interested or is in love with rose quartz in a romantic sense this is not subtext this is text oh absolutely mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's no there's there the queer representation in in steven universe it's not commented upon by the other characters in the universe they don't care that Ruby and Sapphire both present as women, I guess, if you want to get really technical about the, uh, <laughs> you know, gender representation, right? Sure, mm -hmm. they use female pronouns, but they're also, uh, you know, space aliens who are gems that, you know, put together like a, like a form around their gem, right? Um, but nobody, no, no humans in that universe are like, what do you mean you both present as women and are also dating? Get out of here. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I mean by like the nobody comments on it representation like right it's it's not a thing in universe like the other characters don't care that they're both women and are together or that you know Pearl like it never comes up like Pearl's in love with Rose Quartz and it's an issue because Pearl is also female presenting you know what I'm saying right so are you telling me that they made a show entirely about the treasure from Resident Evil 4? <laughs> I'm sure if I got that reference, I would think it was hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> That's how I feel about this entire conversation. I feel, I feel like Cass a lot of the time, where I'm just like, I don't understand that reference. <laughs> I, I, I think that happens to both me and Probably. you. Probably. I feel like 
Travis's tastes kind of I know em- mesh with both. I of know those. a little bit about everything. <laughs> then, in the Venn diagram that are my interests and your interests, Travis is where the circles meet. Yeah, that is exactly. Yeah. There's like a, there's like Travis is a really big circle, and then yeah. like our circles are on opposite ends of that bigger. Circle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's man. yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fine. I like there's a little bit of stuff that me and you have in common, but not much. And you know what? Not We're much. friends, anyways. Yeah. Friendship. I did recently watch the first episode of Steven Universe, and I did enjoy it. I found it very interesting. Oh yeah, it's take. a lot of fun. It's a fun series. Yeah, yeah. and it's over now, so it is. You yeah. can watch it all. It, that is something that always draws me a little bit more to a show is when it's finished. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what me and Travis were talking about before we started recording today was Dave. That was like one of the rare mm-hmm. times yeah. where I will pick up a currently airing show. Right. Well, um, yeah. Ten out of this. Uh, to get back to the episode, this is a ten out of ten. Um, Absolutely. Even with the little things that we mentioned, like the plot not really yeah. mattering or the, you know. Well. Is it just me? Like go- Sorry, you go, Ben. This episode was pretty much, you know, when you really hanker for garbage food. Yeah. Mm. And when I say garbage food, I mean fast food. Right. I mean, like, you're hankering for Jack in the Box. And you're hankering for, like, just a bunch of just food that's probably going to... It's going to take a couple of... It's not going to take a year off your life, but maybe a month or two. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you want the egg the egg rolls, the burger, the mini tacos, and a little bit of, like, chicken teriyaki, all of which you can get from Jack in the Box. Right. <laughs> that's what this episode was. Not a whole lot of nutritional value, but fucking tasty. Yeah. I yeah. feel like a lot of the episodes where the plot doesn't matter are really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like that's the best part about Supernatural. <laughs> Supernatural gets good when it's like it leans into the stuff that makes it unique. Like, there are other episodes where our Supernatural, you know, or our superpowered protagonists are depowered, but... I, or where our characters are in the real world, but I can't think of a single episode that's like this of any television show. Oh, and if yeah. it exists, totally. let me know because maybe I'll maybe I'll take a watch. Maybe I'll maybe I'll take a gander. Legitimately, the only couple of things that I can think of that are like this are Deadpool and things that Deadpool are in or is yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Meta just incredibly meta human. Meta meta meta. Yep. Meta meta meta. But Which I like I am down for. Yeah. Uh when it's done well, and that's what this episode was. I mean, it's a a little bit uh, is a good th- is good, but too much like if the mm. entire show were this, one of the oh God. um conversations that Sam and Dean have at the end of the episode is uh Dean's like, wouldn't you want to stay? I mean, you're rich, you're married to, you know, Ruby. Uh, There aren't any supernatural anything here, so you never have to hunt again. And Sam's like, yeah, but we're not brothers. 
and oh and apparently haven't even been talking like that's a thorough line in the episode where it's like oh yeah, Jensen and Jared my, are finally talking my, again yeah and they're at friends. least they're talking my favorite running gag of the entire fucking episode yeah it's like you guys are talking you yeah. guys are talking again? <laughs> yeah but um you know Sam Sam goes we're not brothers we mean something in our world and here we're just actors it's you know the world of the supernatural TV show is cheap and mm-hmm. shallow mm-hmm. and versus the world of supernatural where Sam and Dean work towards something greater than themselves and that's the the survival of the universe and all the people in it yeah you know and while I don't think our world the real world that we exist in is cheap and shallow um, I am glad that we get to visit Sam and Dean's world a little bit where mm-hmm. everything has meaning. You know? Yeah. I can dig that. So, also, I just want to watch a TV show about my life. I'll just go ahead and say that. Mm-hmm. Or say, you know, Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles life. Although, I may be in the minority of Supernatural fans on that one. <laughs> mm. It's possible that you are. It's It's possible. Yeah. But unlikely. Welcome to Habcast. We're in the minority. <laughs> we don't ship Destiel. <laughs> Two of us are men. One of us is unconfirmed. Hey, you want to listen to a supernatural podcast where they like don't really like the show, but they kind of do. We but then, like supernatural. But it's also like not anything like what the other fandom people are like. Like, do you want to listen to that? Listen to Hey Asput, a supernatural podcast. To be f- exactly what we to are. To be fair, my impression of the supernatural fan- fandom one hundred percent comes from Tumblr. So, oh yeah, that's it's a very skewed yeah uh, situation. The so, the people that I've seen on Twitter at least have been very nice. Yeah, that's yeah. True. Twitter and Instagram has been nice. Too. I would say the supernatural fans I've met through Tumblr have been very nice, but I have seen some drama that's all i'm gonna say there some drama go down um and uh you know hashtag can't confirm uh so yeah but we love our fans and hey if you also don't ship destiel and know why hit hit (laughs) us up yeah Uh, let us know your let us know your thoughts on this episode both ours and the one we watched yeah and thoughts on shipping. Oh, yeah. And if you do ship to CL, let us know why as well. And, and maybe you'll turn us. You know? Yeah. Send us your best. Send us your fav, favorite Destiel fanfic. Try to get us get us to ship Destiel like you want us to believe the world is flat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Or that God exists. <laughs> hey, you heard it on the Supernatural. Sh- in the show, in the world where the show Supernatural is filmed, God doesn't exist in that world. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is yeah, that there, there are similarities between that yep. universe and ours. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to wrap this puppy up. Yeah. Travis, next uh-huh. week's episode is called And Then There Were None. And Then There Were None. Yeah. What's it about? Sam and Dean are there we're back with the the we're back on the Civil War track now. And Sam and Dean are like fighting their way through angels 
and then Raphael shows up, and then they, they defeat Raphael, and then the only one left is Castiel, and Castiel is like, you've defeated all the other angels, and now I am the secret angel boss, and then he morphs into a giant fucking Neon Genesis monster, and they have to fight him, and it's a big battle, and then there's no angels left, and also Sam and Dean die, and it's the end of the show. Oh, if only that were true. If only that were <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> that kind of makes me want to watch Neon Genesis, though. Yeah, uh, I know, right? I've got, yeah. some, I've got a hankering for boys who won't get into robots. <laughs> All right, Travis. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen, but if it does, we'll talk about it next week on Hey Asput. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, of course, check out our Patreon, where uh, we have another show called Let's Shag Ass, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that aren't supernatural sometimes we watch those things sometimes we don't um if uh you and you know support us support us so that we can go to adult space camp and terry potter world when all this rigmarole is over yeah um if you want to uh see our uh uh if you want to see our social media, check out our website. We have links to all of our social media, including our Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram. And that's Habcast or the Hey Ass But a Supernatural Podcast Facebook page. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye. Ben, 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 Ben. This is my cereal and milk situation. Who the fuck drinks warm soda? Well, you don't have a choice.